Hello, and welcome to We Only Look Thin. I am Donald Weigel. And I am Catherine Weigel. We, uh, we didn't know the name of the podcast when we recorded uh, before. Donald, do you want to, uh, to explain to our audience why we only look thin? <laughs> what the significance is of... Uh... Well, even though both of us have lost a bunch of weight, uh, we're only thin on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> In- inside, we're still the people who... Oh, I'm like 100% croissant. Like, if you just cut in a little bit, it's very flaky and buttery. Flaky and buttery and delicious. I don't mind telling you. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm mostly what? Pizza? P- pizza. Swiss cheese? Yeah, no, all the way. Mustard? Like a river of fondue, <laughs> basically. Although m- mustard's probably not fattening. I'm a river of fondue? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, right. but I think the significance of it is that I used to think that when you got when you were thin or a thin person was just a thin person and it was magic and you just didn't gain weight. And, um, I've lost weight a number of times before. And now I realize that this is going to be a lifelong pursuit and I still have impulses to eat all of the donuts. And, um, so, um, to the untrained eye, you might say, Hey, who's that thin, thin person over there? And you'd be like, oh, it's it's Catherine. But on the inside, I still really struggle. So uh, We Only Look Thin is about uh, living a good lifestyle, being healthy, um, and still indulging, but not indulging literally every day like I used to. And by the way, I do look at you all the time and go, who's that thin person over there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you don't know me by now. Oh, well, uh, it's just, it's nice to check you out. Aw, well, That's thanks. all I'm saying. Aw. So, um, Catherine. Yeah. Why don't we talk a little about you today? Oh, this is a subject <laughs> I'm not used to. Uh, so, how much weight have you lost? Um, at my heaviest, uh, I was 300 pounds. And as of today, I am 147 pounds, which, if you have your calculators nearby... Yes, is... I'm not a math major. I can't, <laughs> I can't really... I, uh, I'm not goodwill hunting. <laughs> a beautiful mind. I a was beautiful thinking. mind. Yeah. Um, I have a beautiful body, not do. a beautiful mind. You do. So um, I've lost 153 pounds, uh, of which I have lost just over 100 in the last two years. So that's kind of my, when I kind of got uh, earnest about this last time losing weight, I've lost just over 100 pounds. So... What uh, what sort of has been your relationship with food over the years? Uh, it has been my greatest love affair. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, for sure. Not no. me. Um, I have loved food since I... Like, it had nothing to do with anyone other than me. Like, I... Um, one of my earliest memories uh, was... When I was maybe four years old, I had one of those CNSA books, um, you know, that was like, this is an apple, and this is, you know, this is, these are the people in your neighborhood. And one of the pages was, you know, this is food on a table. And it was a <laughs> literal cartoon of food, not even a photograph. And there was this huge spread, and, you know, it was like ham and mashed potatoes and um, literally ripped the page out of the book and was chewing on paper 
hoping it would taste like ham. <laughs> like, and they need to invent that. That was me. They yeah, need like, to invent the the ham paper. <laughs> ham paper, wafer thin, delicious ham paper. Anyone out there who's an inventor, you can uh, you can buy that idea from from we are we only look thin. Yeah. Dot com. We'll sell it cheap. Um, so that was H four. And and that that is inside of me. Like I would still eat paper. I know at this point that paper doesn't taste like ham, so <laughs> I don't. But that if you had to like do my family crest, it would just be me eating food paper. Um, so I've always loved food. I uh, there was the ham situation. Um, I had my first kind of binge, though I didn't know it at the time when I was about five years old. Uh, I tricked my parents into leaving me at home. Uh, it was 1980, and it was okay to leave five-year-olds at home in 1980. So, um, but it, my 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 sole intention was to get the gallon of whole milk and get the powdered Nesquik and go in my room and go to town on the Nesquik chocolate milk. <laughs> and I got about halfway through. That and sounds I, really good, actually. <laughs> I even, know, even right, right now. Um, so that was when I was five, and I like got through half of the container of milk and ended up throwing up. Did that deter me from loving food? No, it did not. Um, so anyway, so I've loved, I've loved food forever. And so as you grew into adulthood and met the man of your dreams, and then that relationship fell apart, and you met me. <laughs> um, how uh, how did that how did it change? Well, I think, you know, I struggled with my weight and food and my relationship with food um, all through elementary school and high school and tried tons of diets. And, um, you know, I think food is a very social thing. It's very comforting. It tastes really good. Yeah. Um, And so it's just always been, you know, a part of my life. And I think, um, I mean, I don't know if we want to skip ahead to, to us meeting, but. Hey, this is our show. We can can do do what we want. Yeah. So like my teen years happened, yada, yada. And then I met Donald and, um, you know, I think in any relationship, whether it's, you know, going to a sleepover with friends and you eat junk food all night or, um, you know, staying up late to study and comforting yourself with Oreos or whatever. Um, you know, food was always my go-to uh, comfort. And in relationships, I think the easy thing to do, whatever the intention is, is like, oh, let's go out to eat. Oh, let's go out for breakfast. Oh, let's go out for lunch. Oh, let's go for dinner and uh, go to the movies. And all of that is food-based. Um, it's easy. Uh, we, I think you and I both agreed that food was delicious. Would you agree that food is delicious? I agree. <laughs> are you in that camp? <laughs> I agree. There are two types of people. Those who think food is delicious. And wrong and people. wrong people, <laughs> yes. Um, so I think we, in negotiating our relationship, you know, I think we relied on food for a lot of our entertainment. Like Yeah, for sure. And uh, we've been together for over 20 years, and we lived on separate coasts, and when I would come out to Not for 20 years, though. Not for 20 years. Um, But when we were first together, you were going to grad school out here, and I would come for long weekends, and it was basically like, hey, let's go for lunch. Hey, let's go for dinner. Hey, let's go to the movies. What do you want to do? I don't know. Yeah, and I think that continued well into after we were married. 
Well, for sure. And I think a lot of it is, you know, when you're in a new relationship, you're trying to figure out where you fit in together. And, um, you know, instead of being active or outgoing, you know, I was never like an adventurous teen or anything, you know, instead of going hiking or, um, you know, exploring neighborhoods, I think we would just go and eat food. I mean, I think the people at California Pizza Kitchen like knew us by name. Yeah, I think I think that's probably true. And so when, you know, we didn't always want to be overweight. Um, in fact, I don't think we ever wanted to be overweight. Um, when one of us, you know, when there were times you were trying to watch what you ate and maybe get into better shape, was I always the best influence on you? No, and I, I think, you know, it's almost like we Ouija boarded our way to obesity you know it's like i'm you know i'm not doing it or you do it i don't know oh how did i get to 300 pounds it's magic i'm not the one who wants to be responsible for eating well and it's chinese food again you know i moved out here and i think at that point i had been taking like ephedra diet pills and was at a pretty low weight uh when i moved out here in 1997 yeah and um I stopped taking the diet pills and uh, I started working and I would go, you know, I would grab a croissant and coffee in the morning and then I would go out to lunch with my coworkers and eat a 2000 calorie cheesecake factory lunch. And then I would come home and, you know, you and I would go out and eat and, you know, very quickly I went from like 170 pounds up to 200 pounds I think without much effort, and I think that was the first time I joined Weight Watchers, was when I got to 200 pounds, um, and I proceeded to just gain weight from there. I started going to college uh, while I was working full time, and I kind of used it as a, I used it as an excuse to keep eating. So I would work all day, go to lunches with coworkers, go to school on the weekends, and then I felt like I deserved Pop Tarts and Coke. Coca-Cola, not cocaine. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I deserved that because I was working late, I was studying late, and, you know, the times that we did spend together, I think, were just food-based, whether it was, hey, let's order pizza, and hey, let's go to 7-Eleven and get Ben & Jerry's, and now I'm tired, let's go get breakfast. Okay, well, let's sleep all afternoon and then go get lunch, like... It was just a very, it was a long, steady road toward a sedentary, isolated, um, food-based lifestyle, I think. So what sort of things did you try along the way um, in order to lose weight? Um, well, in my younger days, I, um, I tried being bulimic, <laughs> which was super fun time for everybody. Not, not a great, Turns out, not, not a so great much. idea. I mean, I, look, I tried the cabbage soup diet. I tried the, I think, what is it, like salt water and lemon juice diet. I tried the, um, you know, Weight Watchers. I tried calorie counting, but for me, calorie counting was like 1,100 calories a day. I, you know, and it was like there was good food and bad food. And um, I tried Weight Watchers, and I would do awesome for just a couple of weeks. And then I would, say, indulge on a weekend. I would go over my points, and then I would feel like a failure, and then I would give up. And I did that. I started Weight Watchers at 200 pounds, and then I got up to 300 pounds. 
all the while starting and stopping Weight Watchers over and over and over because I would fail and then I would be embarrassed or I would go up on the scale and then I'd be embarrassed and so I'd stop going and it was just a cycle of um, being too ashamed to go back to Weight Watchers but then not doing anything about my health to, um, you know, I felt like it was all or nothing. I had to be 100% hardcore uh, or not. I think I worked out with a trainer for a while and he had me on like an 1100 calorie a day diet and it was like you know eat four almonds and then have a protein shake and then you know eat ice chips and it was just all about deprivation and um you know I felt like there was there were two roads there was the real me and then there was the me that had to deny myself everything in order to be successful and I I know we're we're skipping a lot but what uh what do you think was different this time or, or what, what brought you to this course? Um, so when I got to 300 pounds, I kind of had this aha moment. I think they call it where I, it was my graduation day from college in 2003 and I was wearing a, um, a graduation robe. I'm five foot seven the graduation robe that I had was meant for a six foot five man and it barely fit my circumference. And, um, you know, I was like, Oh, it doesn't look too bad on me. I'll just have it hemmed eight inches to, to fit me properly. You know, it's just, um, no big deal. And then I, I actually ripped the gown. I didn't realize it, but I obviously was still too big for this, you know, triple quadruple X, um, gown. Um, I did Atkins, Um, I went hardcore, 100%, didn't have a drop of sugar for a year, um, lost 115 pounds or so. And I remember like writing an email to the family, just being like, I'm a new person. This is, you know, how it's going to be forever. And I saw it as a finish line. And then it turns out there is no finish line. And so I started gaining weight again. And um, Yeah, it turns out when you, uh, when you lose a bunch of weight that you're still the same person. And you can't just suddenly eat whatever you want. No, and I definitely tried to outrun. You know, I, I knew what I was doing. Like, I wouldn't get on the scale. And I would, we would go out to eat and we would indulge. And... Um, I just wouldn't get on the scale and then I'd get on the scale and I was up 15 pounds and then I'd be depressed and then I'd avoid the scale again for a while and um you know or I would try Weight Watchers or something and uh just found myself just going up and up and we uh became parents uh four years ago and it was a very big transition in our lives and you were working a lot and I was home alone a lot and it was stressful and um you know I used food to cope and I would um, work all day, you know, parent, and then I would putter around the kitchen and I would eat literally, which I didn't realize at the time because hummus and carrots are healthy, right? I would probably eat like 1200 calories of hummus every night and wonder why the scale was going up. (laughs) That's a lot of calories. Oh my gosh. And hummus is so good. Hummus is really good. Um, so I found myself back at 250 pounds and so depressed and like I could barely fit into my clothes and um you know here I am in you know in my early 40s feeling like I'm still struggling there's there's no hope for me and um 
I wanted someone else to take over my life. Like I really wanted, you know, puppet strings to just pull me. And um, it was really scary because I just felt like I, I was trying to be this mom and present myself in a certain way. And I would eat healthily in front of our daughter and healthily maybe in front of you. But then you did not see all the secret eating I was doing, like going, yeah. going to McDonald's and secretly eating Mick biscuits <laughs> and, and I I did not know until recently that Catherine had been inside a McDonald's in the last like probably 20 years well and I think secret eating was a big part of what I would do um, you know hiding from the scale hiding food from the family you know and people would be like oh maybe it's your thyroid and be like oh yeah I should have that checked out it's like no I was eating like two egg McMuffins and hash browns and then coming home and having my not secret breakfast with my family. Like, um, so, so two years ago, I just was done. I was depressed. I was angry. And I realized that I wasn't being the mom that I wanted to be. Um, I wasn't the person I wanted to be. I felt like I, you know, at 41, I was much older than I should be. Um, you know, I had, I, it was, it was almost two years ago to the day I went into work and I was wearing a pair of pants that I could barely button. And I felt like I had to wear a sweater that covered my, um, my hips because I really thought that the pants were going to rip at work. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. And, um, my voice is not strong enough. My, you know, Weight Watchers hasn't worked for me. Gimmicks haven't worked for me. 30 day things haven't worked for me, you know? And I just, I remember going, I have to do it differently. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I've got to put a different voice in my head. And, um, we had just started listening to podcasts. Um, and it just dawned on me. I was like, Oh, maybe there's a weight loss podcast. Guess what? There are weight loss podcasts. Who knew? Um, Spoiler alert. And, uh, I found a program called half size me. Uh, the host had lost, uh, I think about 170 pounds or so. Wow. And, um, she does interviews with people who have lost weight and, and we have both been interviewed by her on her podcast. We have, um, which at one point was just a dream of mine. But I realized that, um, you know, time and time again, hearing stories from other people, not not People magazine cover stories like, oh, this person lost 100 pounds, look inside to see what they did and have it be one paragraph that just says like, oh, she ate salads and sensible proteins and blah, blah, blah. Like, that is not my life. Like, my life involves croissants and nobody in those uh people magazine interviews ever talk about eating forever and and living in a way and eating in a way that is sustainable and through the half size me podcast you know messages over and over and over again about sustainability about losing weight is one thing and keeping it off is another and it it hit me that there is no finish line and it it changed the way I viewed this path that I've been on for the last two years. And I didn't know that it was going to be what it was. You know, I was 250 pounds. I hoped maybe I would get to 230 or 215 and maybe be able to fit into the clothes that I had in my closet instead of basically having to wear a, a wheelbarrow. What are those barrels called? Like 
Ring barrel. Uh, yeah, the the kind of barrel you get in to go over Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, you know. That kind. Yeah, as one does. Um, and so what what sort of uh, what sort of changes did you make? I mean, did you immediately go to a go to a gym and go six days a week and cut no, your calories down to nine hundred a day? No, I, you know, I think in the past everything that I did was one of those movie montages where you're like, you know, running the streets of Philadelphia and hitting big sides of beef and uh you know like a rocky montage and this time i was like <laughs> you know i always under eight i always was all or nothing i was always um get there quick and then figure it out when you get there um i remember telling someone else the other day that like you know i used to pray to god quote unquote like oh if i could only be it's not fair if i was only at my goal weight then I would be good. Then I I would never eat bad food again. I would I would respect you know my lower weight and you know that doesn't exist. I mean obviously <laughs> you can't pray away the fat. <laughs> but, pray but, pray away the fat. Bargain um, bargaining with God for fitness. <laughs> um, you know I I saw it as like nothing was fair and turns out like no amount of victimizing myself or, you know, oh, work is hard. School is hard. Life is hard. I'm, I'm too busy. Like I had to let go of my victim status. And, um, so everything that I have done in the last two years has been about the long, um, you know, the long view that this is the rest of my life. I used to starve myself. I'm not doing that anymore. I used to eat 1,100 calories. I'm eating 1,900 calories now. Calorie counting has um, been very good for me. Um, I, it, there are so many ways to lose weight, and I think the trick is that there's no plan that's going to work for everyone. There's no um, do this 30-day, only eat this, cut this out, only have these kinds of foods. I have to live my life, and my life includes real food, going out to eat, us going, you know, as a family places. And, and it includes family members coming to town who want to go out for every meal, and you, you can't just ignore those things oh, and not do them. Totally. And and look, you know you're going to eat Toblerone at some point in oh, your life. Oh, I'm going to eat Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to work those things in. Completely. And there's no... You know, I hear people say like, oh, you're inspiring me. I'm eating 1,200 calories a day so I can be like you. And it's like, that is not my message. My message is like, eat food, lose it slowly so that you can keep it off. It's not get it off and then figure it out from there. This is forever. And yeah, and the, it's it's been two years. Really, it's been all our lives. But, you know, two years of, of making gentle, you know, taking baby steps as i like to say you go you take one step towards fitness and then you take a second step and before you know it you're down 100 pounds well, <laughs> it's as simple as that bye podcast over no but like in the you know what they say is like oh it's diet and exercise like you know there's like no there's got to be a better answer and it's there's guess what that's, guess what that's it but it's it, it is our lifestyle it is not you know I used to go to the gym. That never worked. I used to go to a trainer. I hated every second of it. Um, you know, and what I have done and what we have done, and as you lovely listeners will find out, is that all we're doing is things that we enjoy. And it doesn't have to be this hateful, angry process where you're eating sad food. And um, 
we literally go on long walks together. Like that's our exercise. Yeah, and like, it's it's great as a couple, and we get to connect. And so basically, if you have feet. <laughs> you can like do this like for you footed americans <laughs> yeah. for those of you listening without feet we apologize there's probably some other exercise but, you can do you know but if someone said like Catherine, the only way you can lose weight is eating okra and doing krav maga like I'd be like no thank you i will just do what i'm doing but it turns out just doing things that you enjoy doing walking places like it it can be transformational. So uh, in in kind of conclusion, I am living in a way that is sustainable. I am eating food that I like. I am not doing pills or shakes or cleanses or, you know, anything. If I can't do it forever, I'm not going to do it. I have days where I eat all the sugar. And then like yesterday, I was totally like content with just eating healthy foods. And that is life. There is no sudden new you that's just going to be, at least for me, there's that I'm going to love, you know, eating nothing but salad every day. Like, yeah, I I haven't gotten to the point where carrot sticks taste like peanut butter cups. (laughs) Um, So, so anyway, so, you know, I used to think there was an end and I would have sent out an email like I did when I lost that 115 pounds before saying it's a new me. Like there's no going back. Like I am very aware that at any given moment, if I don't stay mindful that I could go back to 300 pounds. So the goal with, uh, with us, I think now is being aware of that and self-correcting, um, not after six months, not after another 50 pounds on the scale, but like every day making new choices. So, um, And that, I think, is going to be our continuing message on this show. So uh, I think we're going to end this one here. And uh, we will we'll try and put these out weekly. We will commit to putting these out weekly. And uh, if you want more information, you want to interact with us, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we Only Look Thin. Um, our website is weonlylookthin.com. We have an Instagram. We only look thin. Uh, we have a Twitter. I don't think we've tweeted yet. Uh, at, oh, at we only look thin. And uh, join us, won't you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Be inspired by our inspiringness. We're super inspiring. So um, anyway, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we look forward to many more inspirational podcasts so have a great week the information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only the hosts are not medical professionals you should always consult with your doctor nurse or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program